Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to the Diversity on a Hill podcast. Now I really feel welcome. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. I tried to bring some energy there. Oh, it was great. I hope everyone's doing great. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. I mean, it was different. How was yours? It was good. It was peaceful. Why was it, it was different? Calm. Well, because uh, we just didn't travel to see family. Oh, so yeah. we just... You know, that's going to be interesting because we might talk about this in our On the Hill segment about the differences and why it was different. Okay. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. But you had a good one? I did. I did. I can't complain. You know, it was uh, peaceful, calm, different, okay. family-oriented, immediate family-oriented. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty good. Well, let me ask you this. I love, uh, you know, holiday and holiday food. Yeah. You know, we've been talking about that yes, a we lot have. lately. By the way, I want to give a, before I get into that, I want to give a, a shout out to our, one of our main ladies, Amy, who gave me a heads up on a donut place oh. down there in Atlanta near Peachtree City Church Ooh. that I'm going to have to find a way to, to try out. Really? Are you going to be heading down there soon? I'm actually preaching there this coming Sabbath. Excellent. Yeah. So I guess we're making sure that this podcast is for this week and not the one for next week. <laughs> We're, we're dating this podcast. We, we're Right now, we're setting the date for when we're posting this. Boom. Well, let's do that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, this Sabbath, I'll be, pre I'll be preaching there if anyone's in the area. Yeah. So, if anyone's asking, that is PJ who's going to be preaching over there. This is PK here. They know my voice is the, the high, shrilly one, and yours is the low, beautiful radio voice. So, they know who's talking. Our voices are pretty similar. No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, you're right. I didn't introduce us. Oh, no, it's all good, baby. All right, backtracking now a little bit. Backtrack. Go back to food and Thanksgiving. What was your dessert for Thanksgiving? I got a sweet tooth if you don't. They were, you know. they were uh, apple pie with ice cream. Apple pie. So is apple pie to you, is that like Thanksgiving or is that any time? Explain this to me. Apple pie is any time. It's just what was available. So I had that. I mean, there, there were some chocolate ones. Um, Ooh, chocolate pie. Yeah, there was a German chocolate one that they German said chocolate pie that was legit, according to those who enjoyed it. You don't like chocolate, though. I don't. Have we talked about this on yes, here before? Yes, we have. Blasphemy. <laughs> um, okay, German chocolate pie. Yeah, it was good. That is, I've else. never heard. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks like a pie, but it's chocolate. Huh. Okay. So apple pie. That was your choice. That was my choice with ice cream. With ice cream. Interesting. Oh yeah, I can, I can, I can do pies. Pies are all right, mm -hmm. um, but I have to have it with. I prefer, and I have to, but I prefer to have it with ice cream. Pies are all right. What do you mean they're all right? Pies are fantastic. Are, so, are are you a pie or a cake guy? I am more of a pie than a cake guy. Exactly. So, why are they only just okay? It sounds like there's what's better than pie? Ice cream. Yeah, ice cream's pretty good. That, that's that's my go-to. Like ice cream's your go-to, but like it's really cold in Thanksgiving and Christmas, so ice cream's kind of hard to eat. I can have all... ice cream all year round. Oh, man, it's freezing right now. <laughs> it doesn't matter, it. dude. Mm. Ice cream is that good to me. Like 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 you know, you got donuts. Mm -hmm. I have ice cream. Okay. Yeah. All right. How about a donut pie? I'd like to try a donut pie. Be interesting. How would you even make that? I don't know. Someone someone creative out there can find a way. They mix. Um, like a cronut. You've heard of a cronut, right? A donut and a croissant. They mix those into a thing, and it's a thing. It's a croissant donut. I have They're never heard of that. delicious. Fantastic. I bet that's like a heart attack in no, a No, 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 because cronuts are, I mean, croissants mm -hmm. are a little healthier than donuts. Okay. So they make a croissant-type dough, and they make that the donut. And then Instead they like of the normal yeast or, or cake dough, they, they make the dough more croissant-like. Okay, but it's a... Uh it, it, is it like then they 
glaze it or they do yeah some yeah stuff? of course you oh. put stuff on it okay okay yeah. i was just i was just wondering if it was just plain like a no, no 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 then they, they either put a glaze on it or some kind of frosting or, or, or you know okay sounds sounds good but you know what Delicious. you know what tops pies and cakes well you already said I ice just, cream I, well yeah 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 but kind of almost on the same level as ice cream for me okay i like this fried cheesecake <laughs> talk about a heart attack <laughs> talk about unhealthy i thought you'd appreciate that man fried cheesecake have you had that no oh delish i used to be a huge cheesecake fan like back in the day and now it's it's okay really yeah okay that's all right yeah it's okay i i, I don't i don't now my daughter is a huge cheesecake fan but i'm like it's it's okay all right well look amy told us Gave us a, a good idea of where to go get donuts. I'm, um, we want to hear what your oh yeah, tell me about a donut is. place. Uh, or, oh well, oh, never well, mind. I mean, what your dessert I'm of being preferences? Here, here. No, it's all good. Or so donut you, place. Tell me about that too. <laughs> <laughs> and the way you contact us at diversity at, on a hill at gmail.com, Diversity with the C. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. And then um, you can also reach us on in Instagram, Diversity on a Hill as well. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be an interesting day. We're going to talk about a very uh interesting topic that we haven't touched on in a while and it's been around for we a minute briefly touched on it but not really yeah not, and it's actually a kind of a controversial thing right now kind of but that's what we do here on diversity on the hill that's what we do hey by the way pecan pie is the best pie i like pecan pie oh, it's delicious i've had i've had it before it, I, I can say it's really good i i like cherries so i like cherry pie as well i used to love cherry pie but not as much anymore Okay. Well, black cherry ice cream. That's my favorite. Really? Yes, it is. We're, you know what? We're going to talk about ice cream in another day. <laughs> another day. Because ice cream is an important topic. And we don't have time to cover that right now. That's all right. But we're about to go to break. Sorry. I, yeah. I just wanted to talk about pecan pie. All right. That's all right. <laughs> Before we went on the hill. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Enjoy the musical interlude. Yes, we are. That was beautiful music, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, man. We're just trying to mix it up, yeah. see what else is Oh, out we're there. mixing it up, so it's not the guitar music right oh, now. Oh, man. just like we did in the um, in our last clickbait. Ooh. Yeah, we had those different jams. Yeah, we're I trying like to yeah. mix it up and see what else is out there. Ooh, I like it. All right, well, so today on The Hill, we are going to be talking about Aunt Rona. M -m -m my Aunt Rona. Corona. No, oh. my Corona. Oh, okay. And not the alcoholic beverage because we do not do that. No, we do not. We're good Adventists. So here. we do like the beach that they advertise. Find your I, beach. I like. I yeah, like beach. Yes, beach. Beach. Like Make sure I say that correctly because you know <laughs> some people might say with the Spanish accent. No. You know? <laughs> All right. We. Yeah. Actually, I. I was at the beach at Thanksgiving. Yes, you were. I didn't ask you about that before we went on break yeah but it's okay because we're going to talk about it when we talk about this coronavirus uh-oh well what about corona now corona's been around for a little while now a couple months now um when did you first hear about it um let me see was it in march i think i don't know that's why i'm asking you i don't no, know i don't remember exactly Since when i heard question. about it no that's what i'm saying I, I don't remember exactly when i heard about it i know it was early on this year i heard in january January is because it was it. Okay. it was there was a, that breakout in China. Yes, and me and our family were planning a trip to Taiwan. Oh, and Taiwan is very close. We were planning to go to Thailand. Oh, we yield not as close, but yeah, that was during the summer, right? That's correct. So we were planning a trip to go to Taiwan, and we actually went to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't realize the scope of what was going to happen, mm -hmm. but we knew that Taiwan was a relatively safe place we had we had heard even though it's close and there there is a lot of uh you know travel between the the two the two countries yeah uh, so we went and it was very interesting because that's the first place where i went somewhere and they took my temperature before i entered interesting they were doing it back then i think this was february we went on this trip huh. yeah they were taking temperatures they had this big screening protocol 
Um, there were a lot of places where we had to wear masks. Mm-hmm. We visited an Adventist school there, and they said, you got to put on a mask, and as long as you're on the grounds, please wear the mask. And they gave you a mask? Yeah, they gave us a mask. Oh, because yeah. I, was, I was like, back then, not a whole lot of people had masks. Well, in Asia, well, masks yeah. are actually really prevalent. We yes. went to the stores, and you know, now you're finding masks in certain sections. I, I went to a couple stores where there was a whole wall was just masks, masks, thousands of masks. Well, I knew that was popular in China, but I didn't know that it was like all over Asia. So that's A lot of Asian countries will wear masks when they start feeling sick mm. or there's flu season. They'll actually wear it on a regular, not like here where it's really weird to see it. Now it's not really weird, but before if you saw someone with a mask, you'd be like, what's wrong with them? Yeah. There it's actually really common. You know, I lived in Thailand for three years. Mm-hmm. And you would see it from time to time. Not quite as prevalent there, but, you know, when we would travel to some of these Asian countries, it was very interesting. So we went there. We wore masks. Nothing happened to us. We came back. No no hiccups, no nothing. We actually were, you know, went to night markets where there was a lot of people. Neat. Um, it was a great trip. But when we came back, people were, were freaking out a little bit. Um, one of my sister-in-law's, uh, they actually put them in quarantine. Oh, when yeah. she got back? Yeah, yeah. And this was before it exploded here. This, and then a couple weeks later, a couple months later, boom, the virus hits. And it hit yep. hard. It, it, it did hit hard. So I'm just kind of, you know, but right now it's really controversial. And so I kind of want to talk about it and, you know, see see how we can talk about this in a, in a I don't know, civil way. I like your thinking. If now, possible. Now, I'm happy that you made it over there and back safely yeah. without the virus. That's great. Well, That's you know what's interesting is that Taiwan has only had seven deaths recorded from coronavirus. They've held it remarkably in check. Right now? Yeah. Up. Well, not right now. This is something I read two weeks ago. Gotcha. And still only seven? Yes. And I forgot what wow. the article said, but it was like their population was the same as a state in the United States. Mm-hmm. And their numbers were so remarkably low compared to this state, which had had high deaths and high uh, you know, rates of contracting the virus. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting. We actually probably went to one of the safest places we could go <laughs> and travel. Wow. But now we're having spikes raise up again. We're having record numbers in both. Actually, I think I read something just yesterday. There was a, or this morning, a record number in deaths. Yes. For coronavirus. That's correct. But when we say these things, almost like the political scene, or maybe this has become political, everyone takes everything you say with a grain of salt. No one believes anything you hear. There's always kind of like, well, yeah, but did you know about this? Oh, well, well, well. What are your thoughts? You've been quiet for a little bit here. Are yeah. You, are you doing some research here? I, I, or what I am. Are you doing? Yeah, I was, I was doing some research All just right. looking. Let's be relevant to where we are. Okay. Right. And I was looking in, and right now they're saying that there are 464,000 cases in Georgia. And there have been 9,301 deaths. Wow. Yeah. Do you know someone who's passed away from coronavirus? Yes. Yeah. Now, mind you, I'm in Tennessee. I should look up Tennessee as well, just so that way we're. But you had a you had a church member that passed. I did. Um, he was involved in Pathfinders. Mm. Great guy. Um, mm. And uh, sadly, he he got the virus, and uh, shortly thereafter, he passed away. Now, granted, he had other complications, and this is what they're talking about. Like, um, the virus really rocks the people who have pre-existing conditions so he had some pre-existing conditions. yes, yes but he did. was well, how old was he uh, around i about. believe he was in his 50s like mid 50s so that's still pretty young he's very young yeah and he served in the military and all that stuff mm. so it was it, it was it was tough right. it, it was tough but you know it, it's one of those things that we we kept saying it's not going to become really serious to people mm-hmm. until it hit home like mm-hmm. tennessee they <laughs> They say is the land of the free and the home of the brave. You know, like <laughs> they're, they're very gung ho over there. And um, well, Georgia's very similar. Yeah, but I mean, it's okay. They they're entitled to to that yeah. to that thinking. And but again, uh, now it's it's more people are coming up with the virus in our community, 
and what's happening is people are taking it more serious now now are they really oh yeah now it's like okay let's be more strict on wearing masks you know we want it because we want to keep church open so we what, what keep, community are you talking about you're talking about your church community or yeah, you're my, church community. yeah well? my church community okay. my church community right. and um now don't get me wrong the, the the mayors and what have you of the counties over there they are saying you know they extended the mask mandate into, well hamilton county January. has been yeah. pretty conservative when it comes to that at least yes. the mandates i don't know about the implementation yeah i mean again when it hits home mm-hmm and people start losing loved ones to it, and um, they're saying a crisis in hospitals in mm. North Northern Tennessee, where they don't have any. So their patients are starting to come down towards the south of Tennessee mm. um, because they have no beds. So it's becoming a big, a big thing over there. And before it hits us really hard in our county, we're trying to take those steps and. We, we're taking those measures in our church. And our church has been very conservative. I'm talking about the Collegedale Santa Adventist Church. And, but we have two institutions on our, on our, mm. on our two campuses, sorry, that we're a part of. Like two that, school campuses. Yeah, you that are Southern, impacted. We have right. Southern and we have CA, yeah. a Collegedale Academy. So with that, it, it makes us even more careful because we know that if we have a breakout, mm. it could impact the schools and the schools can shut down and we don't know if they can survive another shutdown. An, an, an economic uh, incentive yeah. there, too, which really is one of those that has been really can change people more than anything, which is kind of yes. sad, yes. <laughs> if you ask me. Agreed. I just had a, a friend of mine who I worked at camp with for, for many years. His father passed away from COVID slash flu. So it sounded like he had them both, but the, the COVID was, you know, Obviously, the the big one. Wow. And here in our, my town, I live in Calhoun, mm-hmm. Georgia, where the conference office is. But here in Calhoun, we had our Walmart shut down. Really? The Sunday, was, was it Sunday? No, Saturday night, we went to go pick something up. Mm. No, no, no. Friday, Friday afternoon. We mm-hmm. went to go pick Who cares? It was sometime. But it was right <laughs> before, it was the weekend right before Thanksgiving. Man. So we go to, to Walmart. It's totally shut down. We're like, what's happening? And like, yeah, it's closed down today and tomorrow. It was shut down because a good number of the employees came down with coronavirus. Wow. Right. And a couple months ago, you know, when it had in the summertime, when it was really, you know, big, they had the big uh, signs of please wear a mask. They yeah. had, you had to to come through only one door and out right. one door. Right, we which, had that too. Which I didn't understand why one door, maybe one exit and one enter would have been better because if you're coming in and out, it's congested. Anyways, I I, I was thinking this through that they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that was a big deal back then during the summer. Mm-hmm. But after this breakout, they closed it down. I guess they had to have some third party come in and clean it. I thought I would see changes back to that. Because it, obviously something happened. There's been a kind of a big explosion in our town. I've been hearing of a lot of church members and people getting it. Mm-hmm. So there's this explosion here in our town. I expected, I went to I went to Walmart yesterday. First time after it was closed down. Mm-hmm. I go in there expecting some big change. No, it was, most people were not wearing masks of shoppers. Yeah. Uh, the staff were wearing masks, but some of them weren't wearing them properly which i would think that after a breakout in your store that you had to close it down for two days before thanksgiving Mm -hmm. a huge shopping weekend for a walmart Mm -hmm. that you would be you know maybe we need to tighten it down obviously we're doing something not right if we had a huge breakout among our staff an incy bit of change right but all right so so let me share some numbers from tennessee right right. so that way we're equitable and um they've had 375,764 total cases Mm -hmm. and uh, they've had 4,635 deaths and according to these statistics um yesterday they reported 3,700 and i think that says 84 Mm -hmm. new cases so it, it is on the rise and I don't know if, if the mentality um, here in our states is is similar in the sense of some of them are promoting, like, not not the state per se, mm-hmm. but 
I've heard people have these conversations mm -hmm. about herd immunity. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. where they're like, hey, look, just it's a matter of time. We're all going to get it anyways. So we might as well, you know, power through. They're kind of treating it like chicken pox, where it's like you you get it, you're done with it. Right. Don't we have a, a vaccine for chicken pox now? If we do, I haven't investigated. I don't, I don't think know. my kids have gotten chicken pox. Oh, cool. Because of some shots they got at the doctor. <laughs> well, I mean, could very well be true. Uh, my wife is the one who handles the immunization stuff and we're kind of picky and choosy and spread it out and okay. all this other different that, things. That, so yeah. anyhow, but my point is that there, the conversation is, look, it, it's going to happen anyway. So we might as well get ready for it and, mm -hmm. and just try to be as healthy as we can. Because again, the statistics also say that, um, you know, I guess it depends where you're, what statistics you're looking at. But the idea is if you're relatively healthy, mm -hmm. uh, you shouldn't die from it. Right. It's, it's if you have any precondition, um, pre-existing conditions, sorry. Or you're elderly. Or you're elderly. That's correct. Because your immune system is obviously weaker. Um, mm -hmm. Then that's when it can really impact you. So, yeah, I know that that's one of the arguments. That's one of the, the things to do. Our, our state tends to lean very much, you know, from what I've seen on the outward thing is do as little as possible, it seems like, yet still maybe do something. There, the problem is, is that it has gotten a little bit political, yes. this, this subject. And part of it goes with the masks. Yes. Part of it goes with, well, we're going to do herd immunity and other herd immunity. Mm -hmm. And other people are like, well, no, we need to make sure we're taking care of it so that we're taking care of the people who are uh, subject to possible complications or subject to those things. So, so what is your take on this? No, I was going to ask you first. I'll beat you to it. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I'm very conflicted on this. Okay. I'm not a... I don't feel like I'm a herd immunity guy because I guess on some level, everyone might get it at some point, mm -hmm. but I just had a, a friend of mine lose his father. I have in-laws that are, you know, in the, in the range of trouble, you know, in that age group. Mm -hmm. um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? High risk. High risk, beautiful, thank you. They're you. in the high risk area. My mm. mother is in the high risk area. Mm. And so when I think about these things, I, I'm, I'm a little worried, right? Because mm -hmm. obviously, who wants their mother to get coronavirus and possibly, you, you know, perish before her time? Yeah. Right? Now she's elderly mm -hmm. and, she's, you know, she's coming up on 80 years old here. So people would be like, well, you know, it's just the way it is. And, and to me, that's that's a callous kind of remark. Like, well, everyone's going to get it, so let's just get it and get, go through it. Mm -hmm. But then we're not really protecting those who are in high-risk areas. We're not protecting those who are subject to complications. And and why would right. we not? And and here's another thing. So I've, sure. I've also had, we're, once again, Seventh-day Adventists. We yes, we are. basically promote healthy living uh, we promote no smoking, no drinking. Mm -hmm. We promote vegetarianism for the most part. Mm -hmm. We promote healthy living. Abstinence. Yes. Um, so we promote all these. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, because <laughs> I was like, maybe I should have explained abstinence. Yeah. From <laughs> Outside of marriage. Yeah, yeah outside yeah, of marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's healthy. It's part of health too. You know? Yeah. So we, we promote this very healthy lifestyle. And I've had people within my church be like, well, you know, why aren't we promoting, why are we saying masks and wash your hands? Why aren't we just saying eat healthily? Well, yeah, we, that's a component, obviously. Mm -hmm. But if someone is in a high risk area, it's not like they're going to change their health from here to one month and be like, oh, now I'm out of high risk area because I've been eating healthy for one month. That's correct. They're still going to have possible diabetes they're still going to have heart conditions mm -hmm. the elderly are still going to be elderly yes and have the change. conditions that come with elderly yeah. my mom had a stroke a year ago right she has some some heart issues mm -hmm. she's adventist she's relatively healthy could she be healthier sure of course mm -hmm. but to say that you know we just need to promote healthy and forget the masks and the other things to me is a little bit uh, short-sighted 
it's it seems callous. I don't think it's callous. I, and here's the thing, because the people, some of the people who have said this to me are very loving, wonderful people. I don't think it's callous. I do think it's short sighted. I don't. I, I try to look at the whole picture, mm-hmm. right? And I, I try to do that. Well, to me, it sounds a little bit of selfish. Mm. I said callous earlier, mm-hmm. right? But I'm viewing it through the lens of selfishness, mm. where I'm thinking about, well, if you do this. Or if I do this, then mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of me. But we're right. understanding that masks are not just about yourself. It's about others. I mean, They're actually about this. less about yourself. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And, and, here's, and here's the thinking. When you would go to the hospital and you were sick with the flu, they would give you a mask mm. so that you wouldn't infect the other people while you're in the hospital. Yeah, my wife is a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. She works at a hospital. Every year she has the choice. She has the choice to get a flu vaccine, mm-hmm. or if not, she has to wear a mask at the hospital every day she works. There you this go. This was before coronavirus. Now she has to wear it right. be- because of corona. Right. So it's interesting that the healthcare system did have that, but it wasn't projected onto the public, and now that it's on the public and we're infringing on people's freedoms... Oh, that's what some people are saying. But if some, you, well, yeah, some people are saying that. But here's here's the other conversation. Like, oh, this, this, I don't want I don't want <laughs> yeah, to get I wanted to get you. Yes, yes, yes. Finally, <laughs> so, something to get you in. So 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 here's here's the thing. And then there's the arguments of seatbelts. You know, you're infringing on my freedom with seatbelts. It kind of is, right? But no one is policing masks the way they police seatbelts, right? Because they're saving lives. Is, some people believe you why. should. Should what? Police masks. Yeah, I've heard that too. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is it's this whole idea like freedom, like like really, is is it a freedom conversation? Some people think it is because right. once you mandate it, you're saying you have to, right? Right. Like a mask mandate is you have to wear it. Right. Now, they're not doing anything to you if you don't wear it because I've been to mandated places and people are walking around without it. To me, it, it goes back to that whole conversation or that thought of change. Mm-hmm. People just don't like change. And we're going to find a lot of different excuses to not change. But masks are uncomfortable. It's more than just change. But if you get a comfortable mask, it's not, I mean, not all masks are uncomfortable. Like people started using gators. Well, they're not really gators. Well, the gators are brand. Mm. Um, I learned yes, this explain later. Yourself they call them gators. You just pull them over your face, you know, and they don't have the yeah. strings and none of that. It's right. kind of like a sleeve for your face, right? And um, And the idea is, a gator is a brand, so I'm just going to call it a gator. Mm-hmm. And and those are comfortable. But most like, of them aren't effective. Well, that now, see, see, this, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's what I'm like. I'm not even going to go there. That's not where I was going. But what I'm saying is. But it is. We have to go there because what's the point of wearing something that's not effective? You're doing it just to do it then because. It's a mandate. Mm-hmm. You see, and that's that's my point. Like, even if they mandate it, like, not, like let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Have you driven without your seatbelt at some point in time? At some point in time, it's been a long time since I've driven without it. Okay, in my neighborhood. Yeah, so if the police sees you without your seatbelt in your neighborhood, they can still pull you over, right? So the idea is, and then there's people, I don't know if you've done this, but people who fake put on their seatbelt just so they don't get pulled over. (laughs) Isn't that more trouble than actually putting it on? I did that once in high school. (laughs) And it was more uncomfortable than actually putting it on. <laughs> so, so what I'm getting at is there are ways around it. And, and if those gators are as ineffective as some people have proven, then the idea is you're just kind of getting by because those are the rules. But, but again, the, at least the, the statement you're making by at least putting a gator on is I care about you. Okay, sure. At least a little bit. Because it's pretending to say well, it. Okay. Oh, fine. Well, but, but I'm just trying not to judge the, the whole gator bit, right? Oh, yeah. But 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 my point is this, look. It, it became political yeah. when I believe that this had nothing to do with politics. But because we're in an election year and because all of this fake news has been heightened and all these things and people trying to get reelected and where do you go for information and the great political divide that was just getting wider and wider, greater and greater um, over our last administration. The point is, this is where we get. 
that now everything became political to the point that something as simple as masks to help us stop a global pandemic that it doesn't matter where it started. It doesn't matter. You know, it's here mm-hmm. and it's happening. And it, it, and even though people are make some making not a big deal of it, it's a big deal. Does it not really matter where it came from? My point is it's here. No, no. And here's here's where I'm going with it. Here's where I'm going with this. Because I want to talk about the whole... So when it first came, the consensus uh, mainstream thought, or maybe most stream thought, is that it started in Wuhan, China. Uh-huh. I think most people can, can, can agree with that. So many people have called it the China virus. And here's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying, does it matter? Because early on, and I still think now, there have been... I've read stories and I've heard of people who are being called out for being Asian Mm -hmm. and being blamed for the coronavirus. Like an American Asian (laughs) was being called names because of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So in a a way, it kind of matters. And the way we sell something kind of matters. And the way we look at it kind of matters because people will be treating badly who had nothing to do with the virus or it coming to this country. Yes. They just looked Asian and people mm-hmm. were like, oh, the virus came from your country or, yep. you know, you're you're a virus carrier. or, And so all these components I feel like are important to when we have conversations about controversial things. And it's interesting. I don't even think this should be controversial. We should have conversations and how we deal with it. But we need to know these things yeah right so 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 here's here's why i'm saying it it, it doesn't matter i know why you're saying it, it. i'm but, just okay so it, it, a- so my point is there was a chinese restaurant mm. there in collegedale mm. that when this started becoming a big deal they just shut down they just shut down like like they had no out i mean no known outbreaks or anything of that sort they just shut down yeah and that's why it kind of matters in a way because People are judging them. And, and okay, so that's why I said it doesn't matter. I understand what you're saying. Because yeah. the point is, it's <laughs> here. So, so it, it, okay, so it, if, it, if it came from China, that's what they're saying. It's not every Chinese person's fault who's here. As a matter of fact. If they're here, it's not their fault at all. Hey, that's my point, <laughs> obviously, right? <laughs> so, so, so what I'm getting at is we, as, as Christians now, right? Because mm. this is a Christian podcast. This is where yes. we're trying to ring it in, right? Uh, rein it in. But the, but the point is, as Christians, we should be the leaders in demonstrating love for our neighbors. Because mm. it's what we're being asked to do. It doesn't matter where you stand on the aisle, on mm. what side of the aisle you stand. The point is, we should be the, the, the standard. We should be the standard. So I agree with you. So how do we make that look? So I'll give you an example, like church. Do we have church? Because that's actually a big political thing too, as well. Like in California, they're still not allowed, right. churches still aren't allowed to open. And Correct. some are doing it out of rebellion are still opening. Right. Right. You've heard the big stories of some of these big mega churches. Right. right. And I'll be honest with you, part of me is like, ah, man, worship's important. Right. But at the same time, I can kind of see why it's important to be careful Mm-hmm. And is there a middle ground? Obviously, I'm I'm always looking for the middle ground. I'm always looking like, hey, is there a way we could do this and stu- still do it safely? But some of these churches have been downright rebellious against the st- the state. Okay, so so here's should we have church? We're we're, we're probably going to disagree on this. Yes, here's <laughs> here's wait. <laughs> here's my thing. Bring it. The way the way that we <laughs> he's looking like the rock over here telling <laughs> me to, <laughs> to bring it. So so here's here's my thing. Yes, worship is important. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't want to go too deep in because this is not the point of the conversation. But it might be the idea of mm-hmm. how we worship and why we worship, though, mm-hmm. is being challenged mm-hmm. through this pandemic. Sure. So, should we have church if we can have it in a safe way? Yes, sure. But the problem becomes when church, when I treat church like a consumer. Mm. And the way I want to enjoy church is the way that I think it should. So, if, so in other words, if I don't want to wear a mask, then I shouldn't have to wear a mask at church. And the point is, if we want to even have church, quote unquote, safely, or just have church in general, mm-hmm. 
we have to take these extra measures. Sure, but what if what if now I don't agree with you at all. I wish I did. <laughs> but so I'm trying to look at the other the other side of this, right? Someone says, "Well, hey, listen, uh, I want to be able to worship comfortably. I don't feel comfortable or welcome if I have to wear a mask." Or but, but or or you're saying, "But here's I, my I, point." I know that but, you're saying but, you're being selfish. No, well, here's my thing. Mm -hmm. Then we can't have worship together because again, the mask is not about you. It's about not spreading this. Sure, but what if you're saying, listen, what if I'm, so I, I don't have a problem wearing a mask in church. Mm -hmm. I wear a mask at church. Okay, right. me too. I walk in church and everyone's wearing a mask, but there's people outside who want to come worship, but don't feel comfortable wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to, to do this the opposite, should I be like, well, for them to feel comfortable, I want them to be able to come in. So let them come in without the mask. Sure, but here's my point. Uh-huh. It's because of what's happening globally mm -hmm. that we're wearing masks to begin with. Right. So this is not a matter of preference. This is a matter of health. And if they said... Well, if they ate more carrots, they'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. So, so the idea is it's not because... You see, it'll be different if there was no pandemic and let's mm -hmm. just say the flu was really bad. Mm -hmm. And then the church all of a sudden says everyone has to wear masks. And the church only mm -hmm. is saying this. I would see where it can be an issue now because it's like, but all why, right, but why is it, if there's a local outbreak, why would that be seen differently? Because if you're trying to protect your people from a local health crisis, I still think that's as valid as a worldly pandemic. I if, agree. If we're really Touché looking out, that. if we're looking out for our neighbor. Right. So, so you're right. I, you're right. I agree. So let's say wow. it's a local. Did everyone hear that? I just want everyone. <laughs> Can we mark this date? This there you time? go. This moment Love right it. here. Boom. <laughs> so, so the idea. Okay, I agree. If it's a local outbreak of the flu, mm -hmm. fine. Then yeah, and the church alone says let's do this. Then just for the sake of my neighbor, and because I want to enjoy the freedom of religion and worship, then I'll do it because that's what matters to me. So the selfish part in this. Okay. All right, to me is if I want to worship, if this is what I what it takes for me to worship, then I'm willing to do it. How interesting is it that we now I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pick on my church, right? Because I love my church. Okay. That we would say that only we were at a time, at a time. There was a time, not right now, but there was a time where you couldn't go up on the pulpit if you weren't wearing a tie. Ugh. Or a jacket. Ugh. And we were forcing people, if they were going to participate, to wear. And if they did not wear it, they did not participate. Mm. But then all of a sudden. That's what I call the dark ages. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, <laughs> when we're talking about a mask that can help keep people healthy and the church open for us to continue worshiping. Because if we have an outbreak, they're going to shut us down mm -hmm. and they're going to publicly shame us. Mm -hmm. And now it's a problem. You see how, to me, it just makes no sense because a tie and a jacket have zero impact right. on somebody directly. Yeah, but that was it was a mandate, and so we're... It was a church mandate. So can a... Let me ask you this. Do you feel like the state has the right to tell us not to meet? Because that was controversial, especially here in, these, in, in, the, yep, in the conservative with the whole church and state. state. Yeah, with the whole church and state. Well, you, well they're saying, stuff. well... But. You can't have meetings over 50 people. Mm -hmm. You can't meet at a church because of, of these these specifications. But then they were saying, but there were bars that were open. There were bowling alleys that were open. There were, mm -hmm. you know, other places of, you know, recreation that were yeah. open. Mm -hmm. But the churches couldn't open. And so that's some of the argument of some of these churches that are trying to, to fight back. Right. You know, this is where it becomes challenging, where it's like, you know, you render to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's right. kind of situation. Um, uh, well, it, let me, I, let I, me, don't, I don't know where I stand on that one. Just yeah, yet. let me start to answer it like this, though. I do think that most churchgoers have a very narrow-minded look or a narrow look or a tunnel vision of what church looks like in its purpose. And I mentioned that earlier. Right, right. You did. Most people think that the main purpose of church is for a worship service once a week. Mm -hmm. But if that's the only purpose for a church, then we're in trouble. The purpose of Thank a church you. is to reach out to its community, to preach the gospel. to around. And let me ask you to this. To be a light. To be a light. And if you're locked in your church one day a week in the morning, 
how are you being a light? Obviously, you're going to have visitors. Okay, great. You're going to have visitors. But seriously, we're out there for the community. So it's very narrow-minded to think that, oh, because I can't have church in this week, that I can't, this is not, you know, this is not church. Church is, that's a, such a small, tiny component of what church is. This should actually give us opportunities to go out more. Well, I think that that can be another episode because I didn't want to delve into that <laughs> as deep as you're going and you're taking me there. And I'm like, we don't have time to do that. We'll, we, we could do it in another episode. Uh, but my point is this. That's mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. It's the selfish approach when I'm thinking about yeah, myself. Cons- you talked about the consumer church. That's it. And, and what I'm saying is if this is what the government says we will okay so that you can worship, then why not do it if worshiping is so important to you? I don't, I don't have a problem with the mandates of, not the mandates, but the, um, some regulations. Well, right? again, so, so, so. And, and here's why I don't have a problem with it. Because believe it or not, all of our churches have regulations already. Yes, they do. From the state. That people don't realize. Like, like the fire marshal, for instance. Exactly. A fire marshal can shut you down. If you don't have the right thing. And if you have more people than your capacity. So so my huh. point is they, there There's are those things. things. This is what I'm saying <laughs> that that you render to Caesar what is Caesar's. So right. that's why I was I was like, I don't know where I stand fully on that. But right. I understand also that we are in the world, but not of the world. But mm-hmm. then it goes back to that whole conversation of what is the purpose of church and worship? And if we're going to find excuses, see, because there are people who believe that by going to church that one day a week Mm -hmm. and locking themselves in there and listening to a message that they're basically uh, writing. Their name is being written in the in the book of life. Mm. There are people who believe that. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, if that's what you think church is and the purpose of church we need to have an episode to talk about right, this. Right, right. Well, maybe we will. <laughs> because I just wanted to bring it up because it's, it's a little narrow-minded to think, well, I can't have church this this morning, so obviously the state is telling me we, you know, destroying our, our worship. No, that's not worship in its, in its entirety. Correct. And so we need to think outside that box. Now, I do want to bring up, so in I've seen three different approaches to this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in, in, in the area, I've seen a church... Now, this one is, is tied to a school that they're very conservative about masks. They even take your temperature check before you come into church. Mm. And if you don't come to church without a mask, you don't, you don't come into the worship service. Mm. Now, obviously, they're on a campus. They're trying to be very careful. They know, you know, they want to keep, you know. I've, I've seen the polar opposite where there's a, there's a sign on the thing. Yeah, you know, we uh, would like you to wear a mask. Mask recommended. Yeah. Not required. But mm-hmm. when you walk in, probably 10% are. Uh, the pews were full. There wasn't any kind of social distancing at all. Mm-hmm. There was, it seemed like a normal church service except for the sparse, you know, masks. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen the middle ground church where they have the every other pew. Mm-hmm. Uh, masks aren't mandated. But I would say maybe 50% are wearing masks, mm-hmm. right? And then, but there, there's at least the every other pew, and they're keeping the songs to a minimum, yeah, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, kind of where do you where where do we land on that? How do we have these conversations with people in in such a way that it's like, hey, we need to we need to work together through this as a team. That is why we're having this conversation. Yeah, I know because it's it's an approach where you have to reach a compromise. You have to be able to understand your parishioners and you have to be able to think about more than just yourself. I mean, think about this. Again, we're still talking about church here. Mm-hmm. And the concept is some people choose their church based on the type of music mm-hmm. that is played. Mm-hmm. And what if we were more diverse in even the songs that we that we play? That's another episode too, by the way. It is. So so my point is if if we do this idea and we start to understand that church is for everyone, I've I've shared this almost all of my ministry. Church is for everyone. That means children, adolescents, youth, co- collegiates, mm-hmm. post-collegiates, young adults, adults, and the elderly and mm-hmm. seniors. Church is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Male, female, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, you name it. Mm-hmm. It's for everyone. And if we took that approach 
I think we would be in a better place and we'll be able to have conversations where it's not about me. Mm. And, and if we can do that, our churches can remain open during the pandemic. And we are less likely to be agents of death in the sense of if I carried the virus and I gave it to somebody who was vulnerable, mm -hmm. I'm fine. They pass away. And technically, I'm being an instrument. And it's not that we're doing it intentionally. Yeah. But it's saying, look, I'm going to do this because I don't want to do that. Yeah. And here's the, here's the trouble area that I find. Like I, I agree with all that. I feel like we need to be careful. There, there is uh, the way the statistics bear out. And this is, this is with any subject. And I had a conversation once with someone who's like, hey, have you seen this documentary? Hey, have you seen this documentary? The, the numbers and the statistics they bring up are very, and it wasn't about the coronavirus, but it was about, it was actually about racial stuff. And I was like, ah, I have a problem with documentaries and certain, certain approaches because most everything you see has an agenda. Yes. They take the statistics and they use them towards their agenda. And they can tweak. We know they can tweak numbers. Right, right. We get you, it. You tweak numbers and, and what you extrapolate out of them is, is basically going to reflect your worldview. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, ah, I, I really have a problem with it because then I'm going to find another documentary that totally detracts from that. I, I, want to be, I want to know what other people think in the other side of it, but I also want to, to be able to reason myself with the facts. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, think of others. And so here's where the trouble comes in with me is that you see so many conflicting, uh, not statistics, but um, interpretations of those statistics. Yes. Like some people say, well, we've lost 250,000 people. Mm -hmm. Like, well, it's not that much different than the flu mm -hmm. when it first came out. So right. why are we treating it so much differently? They always relate it back to the flu. Yep. And they have statistics that back it up and that kind of, and so this is where it all gets muddied. Correct. And this goes back to an earlier conversation that we had. Oh, really? Where we filter, it was in other episodes. Um, we filter, when we don't know what direction to go with something, we filter it through the Bible. We should filter everything through the Bible. Mm. Start there. Does the Bible talk about coronavirus? No, but the Bible does talk about how we have to treat our neighbor. Oh, okay. All right. So so that's where, where I'm getting at. Yeah. Like if we were to say, if we don't have any clarity, right? If this information uh, is difficult to trust, mm -hmm. what would Jesus do? Mm. And that is what I think is our go-to when we have these conversations. What would Jesus do? He would heal them. And I'll tell you, he would heal them. <laughs> <laughs> but since I'm not Jesus in that sense, <laughs> my point is, what is the next best thing I can do? Right. Yeah. So here's here's and and I'm I, you know I'm I'm done with with with, with this particular thought. Okay. Right. My wife is high risk. Mm. Does it mean that I'm not gonna live? No. I think Trump said it well. Only because this is happening, it doesn't mean that I'm not that we just can't continue living. That mm. life just stops. Right. No, life is not gonna stop. You're right. Mm. But if I can do my part to make sure that my amazing wife stays with me because mm. I don't want to run the risk that if she gets it, that I will be, I will lose her, mm. the love of my life, mm -hmm. then I'm willing to do whatever for, for that. Mm. Now, let me ask you this. You know, when things were closed down, there was the big, the big push was the economy. Yes. Or the economy is going to tank or close down for certain times. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their livelihood. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anyone to lose their job or their livelihood. Agreed. That's, that's, that's obviously important. But on the flip side, I ask myself, and I'll ask you this since your, your wife is high risk. And I think I know the answer. Would you rather lose your job or your wife? My job any day. But I'd that rather lose my job. Right, right, saying, yeah. But that wife. would affect your economy. But you, we have to put things in its proper context and in its proper order of importance. That's it. Right. You nailed it. And, 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 that's, and I think we're losing sight of that. Now, obviously, I do think there's a middle ground. Hey, I run a summer camp. We had to shut down summer camp last summer yep. because of coronavirus. And that impacted financially. It impacted a lot of things. It impacted my well-being because I was sad. I love summer camp. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do everything possible. And as long as these schools stay open, I think we're going to 
be able to have summer camp. Yeah. And I'm running as we're going to have it. Awesome. I'm going to find the, the right ways and the things to do it mm-hmm. as safely as possible, mm-hmm. yet still live life. But at the same time, think of others. And now it's a little easier because that's, that's, um, that's a luxury that mm-hmm. people can go or not come. So it's a, a little more, it's easier to, to handle than something like school yeah. or, you know, mm-hmm. a job. <laughs> you know, those things aren't luxuries. You kind of need those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a little bit more leeway. But I am, you know, it's one of those things where I feel every human should be conflicted about this. Well, hey, listen, I, I need to live my life, but I need to make sure I keep people safe. That's it. And also, I want to make sure that when we're having conversations about this, that we're able to see the other side. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't like wearing the mask or think it's an affront on our freedoms. Well, can we look at the other side and can we say, hey, listen, am I willing to sacrifice something for the good of the whole yeah. and vice versa? Yeah. Hey, listen, I think everyone should wear a mask all the time and, and, and we should shut down for months and months. Well, can we look at the other side and maybe come up with a, a, a reasonable way to, to interact with each other and, and to attack this problem in a way that most people, because there's no such thing as the perfect bullet here. There's, no. We don't have the silver bullet. Is we don't. Exactly what to do. I mean, I thought I did at the beginning, <laughs> but no one listened to me. So here we are. Oh, man. Um, you should have said it on diversity on the hill. Well, here it was. I feel like we should have shut down for two weeks everything and not done a thing. Like just really shut down. Yeah. Two weeks mm-hmm. and done nothing. Like give them two weeks. Hey, so you have two weeks. To get your food for two weeks. If you run out, you're going to be fasting for a little bit. <laughs> so you better get enough for two weeks. Yep. Everything except for obviously the hospitals for emergencies and I think even restaurants. Shut it all down. A two-week hit on the economy, sure, but everyone's, you know, bunkering in for two weeks. Everyone's quarantined, yep. And that would have been, I I don't know. It it, would have done a good job of slowing it down. Yeah, how about a worldwide two-week shutdown? Wouldn't that have, think about it. That would have been interesting. But no one can agree on anything. (laughs) No, 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 but... Tell us what you think about it. Yeah, tell us what you think. Diversityonahill at gmail.com with a C. So listen, if you uh, be safe out there, make sure that we're thinking about others. Yes. And keeping others safe. I think that's actually maybe even more important, keeping others safe. That's the point of this, my friends. And uh, we just want you to remember, when this is all said and done, God was still in control. No matter what, he's in control. Yeah. Well, well, let me pray. Oh, you're going to do it. I want to do it. Oh, is it your turn? No, it's, no it's your turn. All right, let's do it. Go. <laughs> Lord, uh, thank you so much that even when we don't know what to do, when to do it or how to do it, and even when sometimes we're focusing more on ourselves, you're still in control. You're still gracious. You're still merciful. And most importantly, you're still loving. So help us to reflect that. Help us to draw closer to you and be ready for your soon coming because all of this is pointing to the fact that you are coming soon. So help us to be ready. We love you so much. In your name. Amen. Hey, everyone. Grace and peace to you. This is PJ, and I am out. PK here. Many blessings. Till next time.